Hi, welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to scale and grow your business, master business strategy, and learn about new tech innovation. Join me and my inspiring guests as we dive into the topic of how, how to create, build, scale, and operate the business of your dreams. In addition to being an entrepreneur, I'm also a twin mom and optimist who loves empowering you to experience the life that you crave. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So grab a coffee or cocktail, get comfy, and let's dive in. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Natasha French. Natasha is a principal at Scale Strategies and the Los Angeles chapter president of the ARVR Association. We're so excited to have you. Please tell our listeners more about you and who you are. Uh, Hi, Melanie. Thanks for having me. Super excited to have an opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, both the work I've been doing and also my recent role as the chapter president for the ARVR Association. So my company, Scale Strategies, over the past 15 years, I've really focused on working on with a series of agencies, brands, technology companies to find new ways with marketing strategies to engage consumers and fans. So over a handful of years ago, fell into the world of augmented reality, virtual reality, and holograms, where I virtually was bringing experiences to consumers. So for example, imagine being able to interact with Roger Federer as a hologram, and you can get a personal experience when he's actually not there, but then you can take that image and share it on social for more engagement or being able to experience something virtually in front of you, which is augmented reality. For example, you can shop and you know place a sofa in your living room to see if it matches your existing environment. And then you can buy it online, not going to a store in today's day and age. It's a little bit harder to do that. So the digital and virtual world is really enabling brands to engage with consumers, especially on the e-commerce front. So at Scale Strategies, what I focus on is working with leading edge technology companies that work with those brands to create these experiences. And I personally help both on the marketing front. So helping them identify who is their market, who are their customers, and what products can we offer to help brands better tell their stories to engage consumers. So everything from digital marketing, on traditional email campaigns, to social media, but also a lot of different tactics where we're now using our own technology. I also work with a very cool company called Diamond who focuses on building everything with accessibility in mind. So making sure that you're building a web experience or a mobile app experience and making sure that inclusivity is across that whole board. And yeah, most recently with the whole pandemic and everything happening. I used to be attending an event or two a night in Los Angeles and not being able to do that really hurts your networking abilities, building, starting those communications, seeing the new technology that's out there. So more recently, I was asked to join the Augmented Reality Virtual Reality Association as their chapter president. And what I'm really doing here is I really want to bring together all of the technology companies, all of the brands that are using the technology companies, and all the thought leaders in Los Angeles and be that hub and resource. So if someone is looking to learn more, they can come to our association. So we host monthly virtual events right now. We're going to be doing virtual demos. But I think it's really important because a big part is educating the community. What is AR? What is VR? You know, How do you actually use it? And when everyone's at home right now, It's actually exciting because it took a while for people to adopt it. And if anything came out of this, it's actually helped the 
our industry, meaning augmented reality, virtual reality, excel and come to market quicker because everyone is at home and these digital tools are really enabling us to connect better. A hundred percent. And we're all looking at our business of how we can connect with our consumers. And you mentioned bringing a couch in if you're selling a product. I have a table that I wanted to buy for outside and you can't touch it and feel it. But if you can visualize it in a space, that would help me want to actually purchase it. I'm sure that relates to a host of other products and companies. Yeah. And it's that hard thing. Like I love going to a store and experiencing and feeling the fabric, but at least in the meantime, you can size yourself or there's really cool technologies where you can put a phone in front of your foot and see how the shoe looks on your foot. It's costly, but now there's companies out there that are enabling brands to turn their 3D assets and live in the augmented reality space to be able to virtually try it on. I think the stat is 11 times more likely to return something also if you're buying it online. So to increase those numbers, you know, you want to have the option to see how it looks in your house. I mean, I feel like I spend my time at the grocery store and like going to UPS to return things because things don't look like they are in person or they don't have that same quality. I just went through that with ordering wedding dresses online. I think I returned five of them for six. If I had that more three-dimensional experience and was able to see the full spectrum or understand the fabric, I probably wouldn't have returned as many. It's really important that brands to know that they can use these technologies to help provide the customer the better experience, which is what all this technology is about, is offering customers and consumers a better experience that seamless feels like they may be in a store or allows them to purchase that item without having to go through the hassle of returning it. That's so interesting. And clearly the direction we're going and so fun that you're on the forefront of all of this. It has to be a little bit overwhelming with how quickly things are changing, but it's also super fun and exciting. How have you seen your business or clients pivot within today's environment? And have they been able to generate revenue in different ways than before? One of the companies I was working for before and one of the clients I work with now, it's a company out of Philadelphia called MVP Interactive. And their whole business was providing fan engagements in sporting venues. <laughs> so imagine having no sporting venues and no in-person events is also for entertainment experiences. So we looked at the pandemic as an opportunity to innovate. And the first thing with all these technologies, they're usually the first time we're doing anything. So we looked at it and said, what can people be doing at home? Because at the end of the day, the goal is to engage with the brand, engage with the team. So if you keep those goals in mind, you can now use these technologies to create experiences that you don't have to be in venues. One of the first things we created was an augmented reality bobblehead. So you can get your phone, take a selfie, pick your team pick the brands that might be associated with the team, pick the stance. And now you have yourself as a bobblehead and it can react to in-game touchdowns. So if like there's a touchdown, your bobblehead does a touchdown. And, and this way, it's super cool. You can have that experience and then you can invite friends to join your bobble buddy. And it's all through your phone because everyone at home has a phone. So you have to think about what are those things that everyone has or more and more people have headsets so you can create virtual reality experiences. The thing about that was if you just put your head down, regroup as a team, it was really scary that there are no more venues. But then as things started to reopen, we were able to work with the museum in Tennessee and they completely created like a COVID-friendly digital experience. And it actually was great because 
it was all through gestures. You don't have to touch anything anymore. Using, you know, new technologies to offer that contactless experience when people come back into museums and exhibitions and events. It's been exciting because we've gotten to create new experiences. And then we also have to applaud the teams and the brands that are willing to take risks and chances with new technologies and be the first like, hey, this whole situation is very stressful and we don't know what that future may be. But let's try these new technologies and see how the fans respond. And then we can innovate from that. One thing all of the clients I've worked with and myself learned is you just have to keep going be smart about it, try new things, and you're going to have to pivot again. But I think the cool thing that came out of all of this is there's going to be some really cool new technologies that we've never seen before and enabled AR and VR to be pushed forward and really for brands and companies to see the value of the technology. I think the main thing we learned was just keep on going. (laughs) You have to be flexible and know that things might not work, but at least you keep trying. That's really interesting. And to your point now, even when I am at a store and I go to check out or pay for something and I need to touch something, I think, do you really want me to do this? I can see how the technology and everything is going in the direction of contactless technology platforms. The first time I was store, I was like, I don't want to touch this. <laughs> no, I had the same thought. I think I've seen there's like these keys you can find now, or like they open doors for you or they're hooks. I don't know if you've seen it. It's really uh-uh. funny, like that's the interesting. Old now, like so you don't have to touch door handles or <laughs> or elevators, right? <laughs> Natasha, you obviously have a lot on your plate with scale strategies and at the ARVR Association. How do you manage business strategy, and what strategy tips can you give us? And if you are managing teams, how do you make sure your team stays on task? I think the first situation I already worked a lot, I probably just worked more hours, I think, because with a lot less commute time. And it took me a little bit just to step back and take a little bit of a break. You could work 24 hours, right? Like you're going from a a laptop to or eating dinner at home. And I think the big thing is, is making sure to separate the two and making sure you have like your focus at work. I praise my friends who have children who are managing both working from home and having kids. That's amazing, right? Because being able to manage both of those is very hard. And I applaud everyone who can do that. So I think making sure that you take the time to understand like everyone's kind of in a unique environment. Breaking down time for work and personal is really important. Everyone is probably burnt out of video calls. And one thing I found struggling was after five months of it, I was like, oh my God, I lost my creativity. And it was, it was really funny. I did, like I probably didn't, but you just don't think because you don't step away enough. Another thing with teams is checking in. Some people are with families, significant others, some are working alone and, you know, might not be engaging much. And I think it's important to check in on people. Someone I work with wanted to make sure like, oh, if you're on a laptop, do you need anything? Can I send you a display? How can we make your home office more comfortable? That was really important. My family and I, we all drove across the country and met in Breckenridge, Colorado. But you know what? After I came back from that, I came back with the clearest head and I just had that little break. And I think that's really important to be sure you take time for your personal life 
and it will give you a fresher perspective on work and then communication and just talking to your teams. To your point, this has affected us all in so many different ways. You mentioned some people are home alone. I am home with six-year-old twins that I'm homeschooling. There's either not enough socialization or there's too much socialization. You know, there's sometimes a little too much togetherness. But I joke that having twins, I've always had to juggle. I've had to learn to juggle. I mean, I remember the first time both babies looked up at me crying and I thought, okay, how do I do this? I'm one person. I can't pick them both up at the same time. I've had to learn to juggle, but this time has definitely affected us all in in different ways. And it's great that your suggestion of seeing how you can make someone more comfortable is a really great suggestion as far as being able to reach out to our team members. I'm really excited to ask you this question, and it's one of my favorite topics. Is there a favorite app or platform that you use that has really helped your business? There's like two aspects of it because I live in the world of building new tech. There is that part on a day-to-day. There's a software I use. I love it's called HubSpot. It's a CRM system, but also can help with your marketing and your sales management. Um, I've actually implemented that across a lot of companies I've worked with. And the reason I love that software platform especially is it allows you to organize yourself. It provides you tools to automate. They're also the friendliest customer service ever. I feel like they're my friends because I'm on the phone with them all the way. But it's really important, I think, when you're a small business and you're trying to grow to set up process. It's a lot harder when... Now you might have a contact list of 15,000 people when you started with one, start at the one. Because <laughs> the cleanup of data can be very, very difficult. It's a very good tool to help you manage your clients. It helps you run your marketing campaigns. It also helps you run social. It also helps you run the sales side of things. And so that just that's kind of one of the softwares that I live and breathe on on a daily basis. And it's any on the tech side, like every day we're building new experiences. Last week, MVP Interactive worked with the Titans and they launched an augmented reality mural. That was a hand-painted mural. It's in downtown Nashville. And when you go in front of the mural with your phone, a hologram of football player appears and then the whole wall animates. Tennessee has been through hurricanes, tornadoes, and they have like a lot of different things going on. So every name of the counties pop up, a lot of historical figures. So it's about the community. So it's, it's like art, culture, tech kind of all merging. And it's a piece in the downtown that everyone can experience. You don't have to be a football fan, right? And I think That's really fun. Yeah, like new technologies like that, it brings a smile to your face. It shows you the little things in life that I think are really important. Also, just being able to do the try on the apps from home and being able to try on shoes and being able to kind of see how things fit on you. We've been doing that too. And we've done that with a lot of clients where you can like put a jersey on and you can. So it's funny on the tech front, my favorite all time app forever is Shazam because I love music and I think it's just the most genius thing ever that you can figure out what song, right? I spend more time on like new, engaging, innovative, creating the apps as opposed to a lot of time. You know, I do all the social platforms for all the different brands working for, but I think for me, it's these new augmented reality experiences that make your life a little more fun and it lets you take a break for a moment and live in this virtual world. One cool thing I just saw was as a part of the VRAR Association, I get to demo a lot of new tech and there's a really cool new technology to host meetings. So I'm sure we're all used to these video mm-hmm. experience, but there's a company called Carbonus. It's a web-based experience. You can also do it in VR, but you're a little avatar and the room is three-dimensional. So you can actually post your PowerPoint 
and it appears in the room. It looks like you're all sitting there. And that was so cool because it's different, right? It's a breath of fresh air that you don't have to just look at a flat screen and do a lot of that stuff. So that's been fun to kind of see how meetings are going to innovate and how we can interact in a little bit more engaging way. A friend of mine, Christina Heller, she runs a company called Metastage and they're doing volumetric capture, but she hosts a VR social club every Wednesday. You can join on Facebook. And it's funny, like you literally, like they did a Burning Man in VR last week. Oh, that's fun. And so for me, it's like experiencing, and I tell everyone, if you haven't experienced AR or VR, like just go to the app store and like download an app and just try it. Give yourself a chance to just experience it. Because it's one of those things that until you try it, you won't understand the benefit of it. Or even if you want to play Pokemon Go, <laughs> go do that. <laughs> I think it's really fun to see those different experiences, especially all of these NFL teams and brands have these experiences in their own apps. The true try on one is called Wanna Kicks, which is super fun. So if you just want to try on some kicks this afternoon in AR, you could check out that app. Trying all these different brands are investing a lot. That to me is really fun to experience. It's really fun to hear all of this and you're inspiring me to go and try <laughs> some of these things because we're going to have to use them. We're going in that direction where we're, we're going to need them. You mentioned customer service also. I've been thinking a lot about that because you know we've swung to a certain level where it's great that we have all these things delivered and it's great that we can have things pretty much as soon as we need them. But sometimes it is extremely hard to get someone to respond with customer service. To your point about HubSpot, and I love that you say that they have good customer service. I mean, we're still human beings at the end of the day. I mean, all the technology and all the apps and virtual reality, it's all so fun. And I love hearing about all the new things, but it's also from a customer service and how we relate to our clients. We still have to be there for them to support them in case technology goes wrong. For sure. I've even noticed today I had to activate a hotspot and the salesperson was just doing it via text. I'm like, that was the easiest activation of a hotspot ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday I was like, texting with the New York Times to like change my subscription, like all via text. I'm like, these bots are great. People didn't realize they were there, but it definitely can help. I mean, technology is great when it works. And sometimes you exactly. have to give it a little bit of chance. Some technology out there might be too gimmicky, but you have to give it a chance where a lot of it is new. You have so much going on. How do you make sure that you take time for self-care and for yourself? I know you mentioned you've been working from home and not really at times maybe taking the breaks and then how your vacation kind of reinvigorated you and brought your creativity back. I think what you do is you just do it. You always say, I'll do it in an hour. And then next thing you know, it's 6 p.m. So what I've been trying to do too is bike early in the morning because I know my afternoon might get crazy. And then just making time and just know, like obviously, unless it's a major deadline and this has to go out tomorrow, I do a priority list, right? I'm so old school, right? In my booklet and what has to get done, prioritize and can this wait till tomorrow? I'm the worst at this. Like I could keep going, going, going and you just have to stop and be like, you know what? Nothing's going to go wrong if this doesn't happen. And I can pick it up probably with a a clear head tomorrow and probably get it done faster. I know people were exhausted by Zoom happy hours in the beginning of COVID. (laughs) Just schedule that time with your family or schedule time just to call someone. It doesn't always have to be video. It could be a phone call old school too. (laughs) 
because I think it's so funny. Everyone's always, do you want to do Zoom? I'm like, what if we just do a phone call? Sometimes you need that. <laughs> yeah. When I have when I have a minute alone, I'm like, I am alone. This is so strange. Because <laughs> we're not used to it. Usually we are at work eight, 10 hours a day, right? To be in a room with the same person for that long. Mm-hmm. A little too much togetherness at times. I think we've all experienced that recently. Um, another thing interesting that you said is I talked to another woman who are on the forefront of technology, but you both still write down your lists. And I find that super interesting because I think there is something that happens in our minds when we physically write something down. Because I am on Google Docs and all the apps. And well, I also think it's the satisfaction of crossing it off when it's done. Right. You don't get the same when you hit the strike through on right. Google Docs. <laughs> right. I think it's like the actual pen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Since we are all dreaming of travel right now, I'd love to know your favorite trip that you've ever been on. Where did you go? Where did you visit? Why did you love it? I am dying to travel. It was funny. The week that our state got shut down, my new passport arrived. It was like the irony. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't use this. <laughs> when I was in college, I spent a semester in Geneva in Switzerland. And since then it's always been a very dear place. So I go back like every other year and some of my dearest friends, actually one of my bridesmaids lives there. We stay in touch and she comes visits. And I was there just last year or the year before last, excuse me. And I just love it because it's one of those places because when I travel, you know, I either want to go, I have a lot of friends overseas and family as well. And I enjoy like visiting and having a local really give me the flavor and showing me around as well. So every time I go there, like just being able to have an April spritz on Lake Geneva and then like taking a tram to Luzon and you can like wine taste and cheese taste, which is the best up in the mountains. It's funny. There's a part of it that just relaxes me and it might be like the familiarity because I've been there so much, but also every time I go, I can visit with my friends, but also go explore something new. Like the last time we were there, we did a weekend in Mallorca and, you know, you could just take the train down to Italy or you're just like a hop, skip and a jump from France. Or I think that's one of my favorite places. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave us today about how you find and live your joy? It's funny. I put together these core values for clients. What those should be. And one of them was to be proud of your work. We spend so much time like delivering or doing things that sometimes we don't take a step back and be like, you know what, I did this and it impacted X, Y, and Z and be proud of that and share it with others. And I think that's one thing that if you set the goal and you hit the mark and you can be proud of that and understand the impact you might have made in whatever industry or job you're doing, that's something we probably don't do enough. I actually find that with most of my clients, they I always tell them when I'm working on like messaging is none of them ever say we're the best or we're awesome. I'm like, well, everyone else is saying it. Just own it. Like you are the best. You're doing something really cool, right? Like just own the work you're doing. Be proud of it. We're all humans who will make mistakes. But if you're proud of something, I think that's something that you should step back and then also learn from that. Like what did I do right? So I can implement that on my next project or on my next game. I completely agree. We're so busy and, you know, we'll accomplish something really great and we just keep going. You're exactly right with taking the time to really feel and acknowledge what we accomplish. Natasha, you have built an incredible business and career and it's been so great having you on the show. Can you please tell us how we can connect with you? The best way, contact me on LinkedIn. I'm always on it. It's just Natasha, N-A-T-A-S-C-H-A. 
last name French. So feel free to send me a message via there that and I'll definitely reply and definitely would love to hear from everyone and talk more. And I thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Yes, it's been so great having you. Thank you everyone for joining us. And until next time, keep building your business, making the daily and quantum leaps and let nothing stop you from living your dreams. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It business consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.